Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, everyone, to the Pure Hope Show this evening. We are coming live to you from the Hope Interfaith Center here in Mankato, Minnesota. All of our shows are dedicated to opening the heart and helping us all release and regain our new sense of our love matrix. One of the greatest joys of being a channel for all of you and for the Council of Love and Light is not only the wonderful information that comes through, but also having the opportunity to meet people on this journey who are working also with this council. So tonight, I and our guests are going to step forward, arms outstretched in love and ready to serve you and serve the world. The one thing about dedicated light workers is that we all so desperately want to enrich the world with truths. I always set the energetic tone and vibrations before each and every show, so I set the intentions to bring forth that of which is needed to come forth. There is a new Nova Earth community who is definitely dedicated to bringing in a new consciousness to create our new world. This program tonight is going to be part of this new information, as well as helping us all hold on to the new consciousness. So hail to our journey into the light, and may we all be inspired to be who we are meant to be. I just picked up a book when I was in Colorado, uh, written by Osho, and the, the name of the book is Courage, the Joy of Living Dangerously, and I loved what he said about new information. You cannot bring the new into your life. The new just simply comes. You can either accept it or reject it. So that's what our program is about. The title is What's New? That is our topic tonight. Our center, the Hope Interfaith Center, spiritual organization dedicated to bringing tools and techniques that help people embody your ultimate health your well-being, and your beauty. These programs and the tools and techniques that we have here at the Hope Interfaith Center helps tune yourself into your highest potential. We at the center, all of us, are dedicated to standing together in the vibration of love and respect for all sacred pathways, including the galactic speedway to your multidimensional self, and we'll be talking about that this evening. We have so many available opportunities for you at our center. The Pure Hope Show is just one of the many opportunities to enter into information that can and that definitely will enrich your life. We are all looking to hold on to our true virtues and divine qualities that can and does create the new world matrix. This has been a problem for many. I've had a conversation with Shirley B., who was on our program tonight, on just this topic. 
She asked me if I had seen many people time and time again that had been unable to move beyond a certain old behavior or old matrix. And, of course, I said to her, yes, I have many, many times. So Shirley B. got so excited when she talked to me because she has been given information by her guides on how to clear this up once and for all and how to help her clients move into the new energetic field, literally changing um, DNA. I myself had had a healing activation of my DNA with Shirley, and I have had immediate results, results that I'll be talking to you about later. Um, Jody also, my assistant, has had a healing activation of her DNA with Shirley. She also had immediate results. So, What a show we are going to have for you tonight. Our programs have currently uh, up-to-date information, which I just love. I call it hot-off-the-press information. I am so excited tonight to bring you what I consider a star being. We just got done talking. She perhaps will talk a little bit more, but she says there are many, many fleets over at the Hope Interfaith Center and over where she comes from, from Colorado. Shirley does not hesitate into being who she is. She has relaxed into her sacred self and her sacred contract and is willing to share her gifts with us tonight. She is a woman who is being assisted by Cosmic Source to help people step into their own self-mastery. We both believe that the time of preparation is over and full action and mastery are in order of the day. Full disclosure of your true being is at the top of the list at this time. So it is my delight to just tell you a bit about Shirley B. Shirley grew up in Denver, Colorado. In fact, once again, that's where she's calling us from tonight. She is the daughter of a Holocaust parents, which has certainly shaped her life in many, many ways. She has been able to pick up spirits since she was the age of six years old. At the age of eight, she knew that she had psychic powers and abilities. She now is an intuitive reader, a medium, and an energy worker. She is known for bringing in movie stars. In fact, I did ask her to see if she could bring in any leaders this evening to see what they had to say about our current affairs upon our planet. That is why we call this program tonight, What's New? Shirley will be talking about our DNA that is changing and Mother Earth is ascending. She will also be talking about the energies of the number six and eight, which I'm anxious to talk about and hear about, and what that absolutely means for us as a consciousness and as people. Shirley is so willing to answer any and all of your questions, so if indeed during the program tonight you have any questions, please feel free to call us at 213-9-2974 and press the number 1, and our program director, Tom, will answer and direct your questions to us. Once again, the number is 213-559. 2974. Press the number 1 and Tom will direct your question. So get yourself a cup of coffee or tea and just breathe and let yourself go away from the third dimensional world 
for a while and listen to this fantastic program. If you want to listen to it again or you wish to listen to other programs that we have here on the Hope um, Pure Hope Show, we do indeed have them downloaded and wonderfully archived. So they're all waiting for you on our website. I will say it now and I'll say it at the end of the program. Uh, www.hopeinterfaithcenter.com So without further ado, let us all welcome Shirley B. to our program tonight from Colorado, Denver, Colorado. Hello, Shirley B. How are you tonight? I am doing wonderful. Boy, I I don't even know if I could follow that wonderful intro. (laughs) That's incredible. Well, I was trying to read it, to say it slow and read it slow so everyone could have an introduction about what's going on and um, have them get to know you. Can you tell us just a bit, Shirley, about when we were talking before the program and I said to you, oh, my God, do I feel energy. Do you want to talk about that are over Colorado right now and over the Hope Interfaith Center just a little bit? Sure. One of the things that's been very interesting about these uh, new activations that have been brought in is they seem to be uh, very much activated by what I would call star beings, um, you know, benevolent uh, ETs that are here to help. The activations seem to be forerun by uh, who I would refer to as Commander K Excelsior. And what I know of Commander K is he's the head of the fleets and he's part of the Ashtar Command. And he brings in uh, innumerable fleets to help with these activations because we basically, the six and eight are coming in through divine equations. And numbers are very, very powerful, and I have been so honored to have been given these amazing formulas and these amazing activations that have just, they have just transformed people and places. I have seen, you know, honest miracles. And they are really very uh, representative of the new energies that are definitely coming in today definitely coming in for the new 26,000-year age of the age of Aquarius. So they are very timely, and I did get a confirmation, of course, from uh, Dave um, the Mystic, you know, who does amazing work. And he just randomly told me, oh, the new six and eight energies are here. So it was a great confirmation that he got through um, his channels of the Divine Feminine and the Divine Masculine. Well, I am... Oh, interdimensionally, and they go back through. Not only do they appear over our um, their spaces, like they're over your place now, and they're they're over where I am, but they go back light years and interdimensionally, and the fleet to hold these energies. And I can tell you, there's like thousands of them that have are holding the energies for what we are doing tonight. Miss Jody just looked out the window and she just nodded at me and she goes, "Yes, they are here. <laughs> she can see them." So she says, "They're here. They're here. They're here." So she's excited tonight. She's very excited tonight. So when I call you or introduce you as a star being, most people are a bit shy of the subject. Um so I thought I might get right into it right away and ask you 
to please describe um, and maybe maybe wouldn't call yourself a star bean, but since I've known you, I've kind of considered you a star bean. Is that correct? Or yes, you have. And you know, as a star child, I was really hoping to get invited to get my hands on, you know, and get to put in the cement in the new TCL Chinese Theater. I think it's somewhere on the ah. lower part. <laughs> and you know, and I think Alice Cramden's hands can be seen there because Jackie Gleason as Ralph Cramden sent her there constantly. <laughs> But uh, the truth be told, um, you know, all kidding aside, I think it can be best described as a star being, I believe, and and you are too, Hope, we're interdimensional workers, we're multi-universal workers, and we work with various dimensions as, as, as to what we may refer to as Earth and dimensions that coexist separately alongside our own our own personal universes, which is compromised of multi-paraphysical frequencies and consciousness, and they permeate all bodies, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, and ethereal. And within those bodies are many multi-dimensional levels that we work with. So when we call ourselves star beings, we are definitely multi-dimensional workers who can work with different patternings, uh, different frequencies, where we can get a lot of our intuitive, uh, you know, our intuitive abilities. I believe the Kashuk Record readings, which I do, uh, they run on a, a very high level. Those are your levels from your time of creation. And they can be changed with these different, uh, through transformation, uh, through the different activations and the healing that we do, we can change the patterns and change our lives and change the resonance of our ancestors. We can change the resonance of our offspring. DNA is language. And it is language that talks to one another in language is spoken and unspoken. And I think that... Um, the mediums today, I think I like uh, Mark Anthony's uh, description, who will be on your show next month, that we're coming out of the Victorian age of how we describe a mediumship because a medium really is an interdimensional worker who can, you know, contact the spirits through vibration, uh, through uh, different dimensions as we are like radio frequencies and the vibrations match into a communication where we can get direct contact, we could get different energetic uh, patterns and, you know, symbols that help us interpret what we're getting. I often can hear them sometimes very, very clearly. Uh, we can get excellent channeled information from ascended masters, uh, angels, archangels, we can uh, see, uh, I can see and hear frequencies. That's been a gift that I've had since I, I was a child. I really discovered it when I started probing uh, radionics just in research. I found I had a real gift with numbers. I often was able to get custom rates and nine-digit rates because everything has a longitude and latitude of frequency. Everything has a, a vibration point. Even in chaos, that there is a nucleus in, you know, in chaos that is uh, very, very stable, that can recreate itself into new universes. Uh, 
interdimensional workers like ourselves, we work with portals, uh, gateways, doorways, and different beings who can come through those doorways. And I guess you could just call it fringe science. Hmm. Well, you know, for our guests that are listening tonight, um, are they also being assisted by guides, masters, planetary logos? Are they also being assisted when you say that you and I work multidimensionally um, going through portals and vortexes and so are they also working with planetary logos and they just don't know it yet? Or I think that it's almost subject to interpretation because the I am is the God presence. Everything goes back into the I am. God, in order to know God, to experience God, must come back into God. I am encompasses everything and the number one, which we'll talk about in a bit. Everyone is affected. Every single one of us are interconnected. And each and every one of us has a different awareness of the I am of which we call God or a higher power or a universal power. I think what most are missing is their own universal power within themselves and many feel separate or disconnected from God, whether it's through uh, religious teachings, perhaps, or through what I call illusion that tells us we're separated from God, that we can never reach a God, that God is so far perfect and away from us, or that we we make God angry just by our flesh. You know, this type of thing. I really, really believe is the illusion and can keep us out of awareness of our true power and manifestation and who we truly are. Every one of us is affected by the consciousness workers. Every one of us is affected by their own consciousness every day. Every day you can touch a life. Every day just by being and just by being with a partner, having children, having your family, uh, even just being by yourself and enjoying yourself. These are all forms of consciousness. These are all a very special part of creation. And as God's first act was creation, every bit of creation is an act of God. Every one of us is affected by patterns. Every one of us is affected by geometrics, by frequencies, by connection, by frequencies of thought. And I do know that the Ascended Guides and Masters, Archangels, will reach people wherever they can be reached. And whether you have found religion to take you to God, or whether you have found um, meditation, or whether you have found metaphysics, there are many, many paths to the I Am. But the main focus is understanding your own divinity and understanding your own divine potential as a as a human being, as a, a part of God's creation and your act of creation every day. I think the ascended guides and masters are, have come in much more fully now because as the earth is ascending and the vibrations are changing and awareness is changing, whereas you and I are perhaps more aware of our interdimensional work, Every single person has their gift or has God in them. 
and the Senate Guides and Masters and the fleets and the um, consciousness workers are, are very much trying to reach out to humanity. So I would say every single one of them are at work at this time. And the other thing that I think is important for us to know and understand is watch, the, watch out for good guy, bad guy mentality, God-devil mentality. Um, even when you see reptilian, um, angel being, you know, these type of things that we like to label as all dark or all light. Truth is, is dark and light exists all at once. Dark only exists by permission of the light because it must exist within a shadow of an object in the light. Otherwise, it cannot contain itself. Darkness contracts. It cannot sustain itself. So when we give consciousness to those shadows, naturally they're going to grow or, you know, they're going to have their own form of language or consciousness. Redemption is available to all, regardless of our choices being whether they are dark or light or good or evil or you know, no matter how we perceive them, we must always remember that divinity and redemption is available and is offered to all beings and all species. Hmm. I have a question from a listener, and this is Amber. So I'm going to welcome Amber on the show tonight. Amber? Can you hear me? Uh, Uh Welcome, Amber. You have a question tonight that you'd like to ask, Shirley? I do. Um, I was listening, and and you you talked about how there's awareness upon our planet, and um, I've been been told, or uh, I'm aware now more, um, actually through hope and through other things that I've been trying to. Uh, expand my mind with that I um, allow my ego to um, uh, rule my life for the for the most part and um, put premonitions in force. And I guess my question is: is how how does how does one um, deal with that, or not feel guilty about that, or just um, um, get better with it and rid of that? Well, here's the trick. You're already aware of it, so it's already going away. Okay. I mean, honestly, the things that get us the most are what we are not aware of. It's when we are repeating Mm -hmm. patterns in our life and attracting the same thing over and over again, and we have no awareness of it all. It just keeps happening. Mm -hmm. And and people try to get out of it, and they, they try this or they try that. So the fact that you have an awareness of the ego means that you're already aware enough when your ego kicks in. So yes. you're already the head of the game right there and then. So what's happening okay. is you go in, I wouldn't go into guilt because nobody's judging you. Nobody's got okay. a scorecard up there that said, aha, she used her ego three times last hour. It, it isn't mm-hmm. happening like that. It's all a learning experience. So I think that as your awareness is growing and you're going through transformation, Ego only sets in when we're in fear or it wants to make up for what we're afraid we're lacking or, you know, it tells us it, it, tells us it loves us and it's, it's going to take over. Uh, there's nothing to feel guilty about. If you're aware that your ego is trying to kick in, then chances are you're very aware of what's going on. 
Okay, cool. Yay, does that make sense to you, Amber? It does very much so, yes. Thank you. Because it is that whole thing about awareness, awareness, awareness. And I love it that Shirley B. said you're ahead of the game. You're ahead of the game just by um, by being aware. So, Right. And I, the first, I think I'd hope that she's, you know, your classes and what you teach are amazing. So, you know, it's, it sounds like that. There's a lot of great transformation that that has happened for her through um, her knowing you and, and going through your teachings. I think it's great. There has, yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you, Amber, for calling in. Keep on the line yes. and listen to the rest of the show, and we'll send you some activated energy. Sure. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Thanks, thank Amber. You. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was great. Anybody else has a, a question, certainly call in tonight. The other thing that I wanted to ask to Shirley D. B. is when you talk about our DNA changing and that Mother Earth's DNA is changing, and maybe you already answered this in some ways, what does that mean? How would you describe that? Well, as to everything is vibration, and, you know, DNA, if we really look at it, you know, nuclide chains of DNA are held together by um, hydrogen bonding, you know, between the complementary nitrogen bases. You know, if you really wanted to get scientific, you know, hydrogen bonds holds the two strands together, and, um, and then they intertwine, and we get what you call the helix. The thing that is very interesting about DNA it is it is a very scientific explanation, but it also has a very purely energetic explanation. And one of the things that is very interesting about magnetic energy, which definitely affects DNA, and this is what I'm going to call resonance or what we attract, that if you have something um, that in a ma- that is neutral. And a very strong positive magnetic pull comes in from one side, and a very strong, neg- you know, what you would call in polarity a negative pull. Whatever has the strongest, that neutral is going to transform out and become either positive or negative. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, judging by what pull is the strongest. Hmm. So this is kind of how patterns work. Consciousness has life force. And the more you give something consciousness, the more you give it energy, the more you give it belief, the more you give it structure, the stronger it becomes. Now you hear of, you know, in the Bible, the blood of the fathers, you know, of things being passed on um, from the blood to the blood where there. That is very, very true. And if you were to look in the medical community, you would see that genetic, supposedly genetic things, diseases, propensities towards attitudes. You know, you could have somebody that is adoptive, but they're just like their real dad that lives, you know, two countries away. It's language, and it has consciousness, and it lives in the blood in that, that fluid miracle that is within us. Well, the earth itself has its own consciousness and its own blood, per se. 
and the living beings within the earth and the trees and the grass and everything that makes the earth is kind of what you call the blood of the earth. And as the earth is shaking off its own illusion, which is what has been destructive to the earth, and looking for transformation, then naturally the vibration is ascending higher. It's being called to ascend higher. The earth must ascend. It must evolutionize just like we do. This is part of God in us. And naturally, as the earth is a living thing, it's part of the earth. In the age of Pisces, in the last 26,000 years, we had uh, what you would call more of the illusion. Um, that's why we, we had wars, you know, much more of the wars, the separation from God, the, a lot of the different religions that came through, a lot of the different philosophies, a lot of people coming through very different metaphysical, ex, you know, experiences, you know, um, incredible inventions later, you know. It's, it was an incredible age of discovery, but often uh, propelled by what I would term illusion. Um, we were creating with with ideas of creation, and I think that there was just a lot of journeys to see what what is real and what isn't. And many things that we decided were real were simply the things that were given the most consciousness. So if you were to take a strawberry, and I think I, I talked about that in the 1111 conference, you know, you give it consciousness you decide it's a god and you get a few people worshiping the strawberry then it becomes a very powerful thing where you've got hundreds worshiping the strawberry the very belief that it's a god it will start to take on wisdom it would start to take on a consciousness it would start to resonate back to people and have great wisdom of the consciousness put into it next thing you know the strawberry is worshiped and you've got thousands and thousands of people worshiping the strawberry. And all this consciousness of our manifestation is going in to the strawberry. And next thing you know, it's being worshipped as the one and only God because it says so, because we believed it was. And we infused this with thousands of, and thousands of people who believed it was, and therefore it is. And that's what became real to us when we should have known what was real is our manifestation of creating that strawberry into a god in the first place. Wow. So we kind of get this flipping around that we find out the reality is really our divine potential and our manifestation, and that's really where God is, and that the I am, which encompasses all, and our connection to God is truly in that, not in what we gave consciousness to. So this is where we're getting into the new age of Aquarius, where we're learning to understand about our journeys, who we are as powerful beings, that we are not separated from God, and our very divine potential that we have for manifestation in creating our lives is the God in us, is the worshiping of God, and through our act of creation, in creating, a, you know, through transformation, and not in giving our, our power away to something. And it may be what the Bible meant about worshiping idols. Don't give your power into something away away from yourself. Oh, God interesting. I never yeah. thought about that, but that is very true. Don't give your power away by doing worshiping idols. Yes, right. yeah. Interesting. And that's the only, 
you'll infuse it with your very belief. It'll become a god to you, and then you will think that you it is your, your own creation takes power over you because you're not taking power over your creation. Mhm. Mhm. Interesting. We have another um, question from Nina from New Jersey. So I'm going to bring okay. her on the air. Nina. Hi, welcome to the Pure Hope Show. You have a question? I do have a question, and I hope that it's, like, not too far off topic. I was trying to listen really carefully and, like, try to stay in topic. But I'm actually calling because I feel really bad. I made, um, I don't, I'm not good at birthdays and, like, celebrations of sort. Like, my mother really never celebrated birthdays, right? Okay. So I... My my best friend at work, her birthday came, and I did nothing for her. And tomorrow is my birthday, actually. And today I came into work, and she got cake and and flowers for me. And I feel really, really bad because I didn't get anything for her. And I went to another coworker's birthday party, which is the same week as her birthday, but I didn't want to go empty-handed, so I got, like, a card and a gift card inside. And... At work, they made my friend feel really bad because they said, well, what did Nina get you for your birthday? And she said nothing. And she was like, well, Nina got me a gift card. And they made her feel really bad. And I guess my question is, like, advice. I just need advice on, like, what to do because she's a great friend, and I feel like I really dropped the ball. Well, this is just a circumstance that probably represents something. So, pretty much, you have the pattern of, my family doesn't do anything for birthdays. So, it never really occurred to you that that's what your friendship meant. I I do something for a birthday. Your friendship to her means I appreciate you as a person. I love around you. You're an amazing person. We never really celebrated birthdays because my family just didn't do that. But, so what happened is, you got thrown a perspective that just wasn't your perspective. And then they yeah. told you, if you didn't accept this perspective as the reality, because we did, you're a bad person. Yeah. So, you know what? Don't feel bad. I would just sit down with your friend and say, you, you are very, very important to me, and um, I want to show I appreciate you. We don't do birthdays. That's the only reason why I didn't do that, because it, this is just how I grew up. But yeah. what would it take for you to feel how much I appreciate you. What would you like to do? Would you like to go to dinner? Would you like to have a girl's day? Because to me, your birthday is every day to me because you're very special to me. What can I do to show you that? And I think that you'll have a very good answer. I mean, here's the thing with her. Like, she's a Pisces. She's very, and she's sweet. She's very sweet. She'll say nothing. She'll say, I have uh, no expectations. That's just you know, like a don't birthday. Don't ask her expectation. Ask her what she would like to do. You're special to me, and every day is special to me, not just a birthday. So what would you like to do to, to feel that? Would you like to just have a girl's time? I think she'll tell you. You think so? Yeah, I do. And, and ask her to um, be honest if she felt hurt and then explain it. So get it on the table. And just let her know that that's just not how you 
express yourself, but it had nothing to do with how you care about her. I think this will work out just fine. Okay. Because and I don't want to, like, take... Hello? Mm-hmm. I'm You're still on. Uh, the only oh. thing I can say is watch that guilt thing with you because that is a pattern with you. And maybe you can call in a little bit. Maybe we can do a, a mini activation or kind of go after that. But um, watch that because uh, punishing yourself isn't helpful. No, it really isn't. Like, I literally got sick to my stomach when I thought about it because, like, I don't You're want her to feel bad. To hurt yourself, and you, you need to find out why you're doing that. But that that's my big advice to you. But you and your friend will work it out. Okay. All right, okay. I guess that's all. Well, thank you, Nina, for calling in. We appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you for, for taking listening. my call. Yes, yes, it's wonderful to talk to you. Well, to me, that that question was exactly right on because Nina was talking about an old energetic pattern right. that she was aware of and that she was wanting to know how to redirect, redirect that energy into a new pattern. So I thought that question fit right in. No, and you're absolutely right on it, Hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly mm-hmm. Um. I am excited because uh, I hope our listeners realize that, um, Shirley, you've been on our program once before. This is your second time to our program. And you are a person who is what I call a conscious contact to what I call crossovers. And the last time that we talked to you here at the Hope Interfaith Center, that you surprised us with a visit from Elvis Presley, which was (laughs) Thrilling to me, and I just want to let the audience know, the reason why it was so thrilling to me is because before the program, I was talking to my assistant, Jody, and I said, if you could talk to anybody special, if Shirley B. is truly a crossover and can cross over and talk to people, who would you like to talk to? And she looked at me and she goes, uh, I don't know, I'd kind of like to talk to Elvis Presley. So it was so interesting because the last time I had you on the program, you had said, well, believe it or not, Hope, Elvis Presley would like to come in and talk to you. So, <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, so you were the real deal and you are the real deal. So is there any chance right now, do you feel like there is anyone um, that would like to come in, especially a spiritual leader, to just talk to us just for a little bit about understanding what's going on on our planet at this time? Okay, you meaning spiritual leader that may be somebody that was a leader uh, in the past? Okay, so somebody was a physical leader in the past. Um, You know, I was feeling something uh, before the show, and I do believe he still wants to speak with us. And the one that I I really have wanting to talk is um, John F. Kennedy Sr., Hmm. He is the one that would like to come in and speak to the listeners on your show. And he also wants to thank you for giving him that opportunity to speak because he says that really what he is saying to me, and I'm just going to bring this through as I'm hearing it, that he knows he talked about ask what you you can do for your country 
and that he truly meant it, but he says that America is really about love. It's based on, he says, tradition. It's based on values that are handed down from family to family and the freedom of choice that makes this country great. What he wants to impress upon the listeners is to defend that freedom of choice at all costs, that no one has the right to tell you how to think or how to believe that you have that right, that freedom uh, within your souls and that you have the right to have that expressed. That is a, a divine right. And he sees so many different... Um, what he calls sections of people and, and who will not accept each other's differences, who do not want to live together, who want to believe that their race or religion is supreme. And he is telling me that your organization is so much about love and bringing people together that he was honored to be able to speak on your show and talk about this. He believes in the greatness of the human mind and of the heart of the human soul. And what he wants to say to you... Um, Hope, and I'm going to see if I could just channel in exactly what he's telling me as though he's speaking. Hope, you are the one who has listened carefully to the divine beings and to God, and you have seeked integrity in everything you've done. I have watched you. Many of us who are on the other side, who have been leaders on this planet, who have been responsible for many human lives and the quality of those human lives watch people like yourself and we seek to help you in any way we can. I know I made mistakes when I was president, but my heart was always true to the people. And I do not think that all leaders today are true to their heart or true to the people. They're only true to their own vanity and they are only true to what they can get out of their leadership position. I am seeking on the other side to eradicate this type of thinking. I am helping young people today to become leaders of the future, and I am doing everything I can to help them, both men and women. I want to apologize that I do not understand the feminine power in my reign on this planet. I know now how important women are to the success, not only of this planet, of the country of America, but for the truth to come out in all aspects of life. Women are powerful. They are the ones who have carried the creed. They are the ones who have kept unity together. And I want America to know that I understand this now. So I am apologizing 
if I seem patriarchal in my time. I had a, I have a very beautiful son who has passed and is with me now, and a very beautiful daughter that is still alive on your planet who has had to carry what you call the patterning and the generational forces of our family. This has not been easy for her, but in her I have seen the greatest strength I have ever seen in a human being, and she is a woman. And you know that is my daughter, Caroline. My son was taken out. He was murdered. He was killed because of what he believed in and the philosophies and the leadership he wished to bring on this planet. And I will do everything I can to help people like yourself hope and to help others and other young leaders to accomplish their goals. And that is a promise I am making tonight to all the listeners who can hear me. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I um I thank you, JFK Junior and or Senior, and I thank all of the leaders. I thank him for helping me and helping to come in because I do believe that courage is not the absence of fear but it's rather the total presence of fear with the courage to face it and to go forward. And I thank him for coming in, and I thank him for helping me be courageous enough to be in the presence of fear sometimes with the courage to face it. And he is one of those leaders that I have called forth as well as Martin Luther King Jr. and um, to help me push the envelope to the edge and I am certain with you as a leader as well Shirley B that uh, and I, that's why I love having you on the program because I loved saying the fact that you have relaxed into the person of who you are and that has taken courage that has taken courage as you have relaxed into the person that you authentically are. And so I, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. And I thank yes. you for doing that to bring JFK um, Senior through. Thank you. Well, it was an honor on both counts. So. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's now move to the energy of the numbers of six and eight and what that means to us here on planet Earth. Those incredible eight energies. Here's the thing. We're going to talk a little bit of math. And we're going to talk about the the number one, which is the I am presence. One is the absolute mutable of all things, because one is in everything, correct? One is in all numbers. One plus one equals two. I mean, one minus zero equals one. Here's where I want to make the difference between the number one and zero-point energy. Now, working with matrix 
energetics. You know, they use transformational energy, and let's get on that word, transformational. When something is on our timeline, being negative or positive, it's part of the same construct. In all time and space, if you really were to think about a mirror or mirror time, what happens in mirror time is something could run backward and it could be somebody else's forward. And even with the Bing Bang, as it moves into a new universe, or what they call the Big Bang Theory, and it moves into a universe, it can move backwards and forwards at the same time with, and mirror each other with completely different results. And so we have what you call your parallel universes. What happens when you take a mirror, when you look into a mirror, and you know how you did that as a kid, you put a mirror inside a mirror, and you saw hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of mirrors, and it's like, oh, that's cool. Well, you know, there's your infinity, and there's your parallel universes, and there's your alternate universes. There's where all, you know, and if you try to comb your hair or brush your teeth on that, you're going to have a really hard time. So we have to bring our image into containment. We have to look at one image so we can brush our teeth, comb our hair, you know, shave, put on our makeup, or do whatever we got to do. Otherwise, we're going to get a little screwed up. So we have to bring our experience into what I call containment so we can live our lives. But here's the deal. There's infinite potential that you can bring into containment. Most of the time we choose to create according to how we were brought up, perhaps how we believed, uh, maybe according to our environment. You know, there could be a totally different us in East India than um, a totally different us in the South of America or a totally different us um, if we were born uh, in a totally different uh, culture, generation, or race that we decide how to create ourselves. But it's still our divine creation and it's still us. So what we bring in containment is what we reach out into fluidity or what I call ascension that really comes back into God, and then we bring it on our timeline. So the number one kind of represents our experience of containment on our timeline and all our lives that we have lived, and I kind of consider that, um, you know, back and forth, you know, kind of like side to side, literally, because, you know, time is in both places at once. So when we talk about the number one, that is infinity and it is containment. So if you're looking at the soul mapping that is part of the the number ones, 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 you know, you're really creating yourself through uh, choices, uh, through what you know and which are patterns that have been in our lives and they could be down through generations way back, but they're resonating because they're in the bloodline and you're making choices according to these patterns, what happens is our soul mapping really comes into a lot of divine numbers. So, you know, let's, you know, we can play some games, you know, with the eights and the nines. Nines are infinity numbers. Eight is an affinity number, but it's a low number of divine potential in itself. So here's how it works when we're looking at this. 
Transformation is and through zero point is the divine finger of God. It is transformation. That's where you go to create. That is where you reach in order to bring onto your timeline. But zero point energy is not God itself, as so many believe, because they feel you can. It is the creation point. That's true. But creation is an act of God. God is number one because God must know God as the I am. So it is the ultimate all. So our soul mapping is literally made up through the God connection of the I am. So we're going through um, numbers. You know, the one, 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 one. You know, it's basically, it's that's our deal. And I was having some serious issues with some people that one had been abducted and uh, they were having a heck of a time because we would do all these healings and we would do all these wonderful, amazing things and change all these patterns, and it seemed like three weeks later they were right back to where they were, and I couldn't understand it. I was also noticing people who had uh, serious addictions, you know, um, serious uh, patterns in their lives, maybe relationships. They were coming to me with new faces, old paradigms. And then they would feel better, do great, and they'd be right back in the same boat. And I was starting to get a little annoyed because I'm like, why is this happening when they are trying so hard and they're doing all this work and things just keep repeating? Well, here comes consciousness and the patterning. So I I did come to the masters and I said, you better give me something because I am seeing holographic bodies, literally holographic bodies that I consider almost like a serial mapping, almost like a soul mapping that were literally appearing, particularly around people who um, had had abduction problems. I would see these holographic bodies that were maybe being thrown into these folks, and then their DNA would completely change out, and it seemed like they were back under some kind of submission or some control of an outside force, and they were having a lot of trouble again. And I couldn't understand why these different bodies of consciousness were affecting the human body, where I thought, why aren't they transmuting out to the human uh, DNA instead of our DNA transmitting back out and trans, you know, taking in these patterns that I call these holographic bodies, and once again we're resonating to them. And I was sitting, I was actually at the end of my workday, and I heard the eights missing. And I had no idea what I was being told. I said, what the? And I had been absolutely fascinated with these ones and nines, you know. Um, we wonder if nines equal to one because one divided by nine equals one, 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 one. Eight divided by nine equals point eight, 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 eight. And then, you know, and these two added equals point nine, 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 which comes back to one. Because So I started to realize that the soul mapping is consistent of infinity numbers. But I went ahead and uh, on direction, I divided, of course, the one by nine, you know, um, and I got point one 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 one. But when I divided it by nine again, I got this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, and then it kept repeating. And I was just memorized, and I said, whoa, hey, the eight's missing. No kidding. And I was trying to understand what I was being told. And what I was told is between that 7 and the 9 
is where the illusion was programmed because you need to have a chain link when it comes to DNA. You need those nuclear peptides in there, you know. You need that connection. So we are actually literally, we're having connection between almost like the seven and the nine was like the illusion. It's where we were being accessed to accept anything into our consciousness that we could make real that worked for us at the time. And what the eight does, or what an eight activation does, is it kicks that illusion out of the seven and the nine, and it brings the eight in into its proper sequence of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And the only way that that is done is by getting in a divine number that is immutable of the affinity numbers of like eight and nine, and of course the one, and of course the six, which is the soul number. Now this is just explaining how these activations work. Now if we're going mad on our calendars, calculators and our phones right now, I understand. And if you do it on your phone, it rounds it. So you're going to have to go 1.11111 and divide it by 9, and you'll get that 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 9. So I was going to be given kind of a metaphoric look at the soul mapping. And as we know, science and mathematics, also proven and physical, also works energetically. You can take a hieronymus board and you can broadcast right off of it, literally because it's a sender. It's, uh, it's got propulsion. Any electrical um, patterning of propulsion can be used as an energetic broadcast to manifest. Well, guess what our thoughts are? Energetic propulsions. Guess what we shape our DNA with and then shapes us back? This is the creation's taking power over us or are taking power over our creation. What the eight does, it is divine potential and it is an infinity number within itself. So when we are energetically able to bring in the eight, per se, in our soul mapping and put things back in their proper sequence, kicking out the illusion, we now have what I call the divine potential to manifest uh, our higher, you know, whatever we would like, but instead of jumping back into our old patterns, it neutralizes out that illusion, neutralizes it out as though it never existed. The A takes its rightful place, and now we've got great new tools for manifestation to now create our God connection, how we're going to live our lives definitely brings in our higher truths, our recognition of them, the discernment, the clarity to be able to make the choices that will help us or recognize the patterns that are not serving us. And a lot of things automatically fall away. That's why we notice differences right away. Hmm. But it, just the whole, it actually physically changes the DNA in the body. And the number that worked greatly, which all healers can use, is the divine 72. Because the divine 72 is also a crop circle uh, that showed up in a beautiful patterning um, in England back in 2012. 
6 times 12 equals 72. There's your 6. 8 times 9 equals 72. There's your 8 and 9s. And if you divide 8 uh, by 72, it goes back until 0. 0.1111111. And I don't think I ever understood why this number was so sacred until mm. so I really started working with what I would call the soul mapping. Now, I have found that not every healer has to work with this the way I do. A understanding of the divine sanity or just an understanding of what the eight activations are, you can use it with any modality of your healing that you have. So if you're a Reiki master or you're just a hands-on touch type of person, I use it in my matrix energetics, but I am a numbers freak, so I will literally call them out. I have found just working with the eight and the divine potential has really brought in uh, just great results. And the number eight is an infinity. It's the symbol of the cosmic Christ. In China, uh, the eight expresses the totality of the universe. It's the mutual uh, eternity or or self-destruction, depending on your choice. And it represents the final point of manifestation. The new age of the eight and six energies is the manifestation age of Aquarius. And, that's, and the six is a soul number. And the soul number represents our soul, our soul mapping, our God connection, and how we manifest and create our consciousness, not only physically, but mentally, spiritually, emotionally, ethereally, and in all bodies. So this is a tremendous amount of manifestation and power coming back just to the human and to understand our divinity uh, through God. And it has been a very powerful number throughout uh, history. And it represents the totality and the coherence of creation and evolution. And again, in China, it's the totality of the universe. So the eight is not only uh, an infinity number in itself and representing divine potential. It is mathematical. It is scientific but it is also magical and totally ethereal, which we are. All of us are. Hmm. I have one tattoo on my body. Mm-hmm. It is It is the infinity sign. It looks like the number yeah. eight. <laughs> and, and, I never, and I never knew why I got it. I, my girls wanted me to get it, and so all of my girls and I have this infinity sign on our left inner wrist. How so, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so now I, it makes sense. You guys were me. ahead of the game all along. How about that? Yeah. That's <laughs> well, would you be able um, to do a short kind of healing or energetic work on the group tonight at all with using the number eight? Is that possible? I think it can. I think it might help them. Um, open up more. Uh, I'm more used to doing the activations on an individual basis. Um, But certainly, I could certainly do something on a group effort. Why not? I mean, 
I think it could work. I could certainly run the numbers on the group, and anything could happen. You got an activation, Hope. What did you think of it? Well, the first thing that I noticed, and Jody was here at the time, is my eye color had changed, and it got deeper. I've got blue-blue eyes, and around the rims of my eyes, um, it got deep, deep, deep. Blue, blue, blue. Eyes anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And I also, you know, had this interesting rash on only on my elbows. And Jody got also a clearing from you and an activation from you of the eight. And it was interesting because she had the same energetic response to it. She also had a rash around one of her elbows. It's the only place in my body. So I felt an immediate release, an emotional immediate release from what I would call an addiction to carbs or an addiction to sugar. And that's been my experience. I've also, through my channeling and through my work that I do here at the Hope Interfaith Center, have gotten more into what I call galactic information that's coming down through. So I felt that there was definitely, I mean, I had literally physical response to the changing or the activation of my DNA or the activation of the number eight. Fantastic. And I, I know that Jody's eye color changed too, didn't it? She did. Mm-hmm. It did. She even looked at her kids and said, look, look, my eyes colors have changed. And the kid, her kids go, yes, oh, my God, they have changed. So Here's the thing, Hope, that I have I've noticed. The eye colors have changed on 99% of the clientele I've worked on with this. But not only did that start happening, it started happening to people just getting around me. And uh, I sat next to my sister at lunch, and her eyes went almost amber, and her rims went blue. (laughs) My eyes have turned kind of more of an amber brown with blue-green rims around them. They used to be very dark brown with brown rims. Uh, Blue rims appeared around my nephew who was sitting on the other side. Often what happens with brown eyes is uh, you do get those blue rims, which is really interesting. Blue and green eyes become very uh, iridescent looking, very vibrant. I've turned people, it's, you know, turquoise after the activation. I I think about five or six people have literally turned uh, turquoise. Uh, one gal had such cat eyes with so much gold spraying through her green eyes, she actually had an artist stop her and say, I, I can't even believe those are your eyes. Are, are those yours? I've had clients stop at dinner and ask if those were their eyes. And the blues get vibrant blue. I have seen greens go sea green and iridescent. Usually the rims change color. A gold often appears around the pupil. It can do that. And I have had people go from brown to green. I changed people from green-eyed to blue-eyed. So uh, it is an, uh, that is physical evidence that your DNA has, mm-hmm. something has happened to change you. And those changes yes. are permanent. And I just tell the women to change their makeup, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's very powerful. These activations are unbelievably powerful. Those who 
are psychic or, you know, have that intuition, have told me like you that their intuition has gone way up. Metaphysical workers were leaving their booths at the fair that I worked here in Colorado and running for these activations because they could see what they were doing. And it empowered each and every one of them. They Their abilities went up. Others have told me their channels have become much more clear. And most of all, there's just something important I want to bring up about these activations. We are looking at changing patternings of the generations of the past, okay? So your ancestors, if it's been addiction or it's been, you know, a type of thinking or maybe there's violence or something going on, you know, things transmute out. And often I will get crossovers line up for the healing because it not only heals the physical person in this life, it heals their forefathers and their foremothers and their fathers and mothers and their fathers and mothers. And I've literally seen ancestors line up and they get healing even on the other side. They will change because they do carry the imprint of their lives or the personality when they cross over. So this will literally change the ethereal DNA, the imprint that they're carrying. And it could very well stop them from taking it into their next lives. Some people wind up addictive in one life after life after life after life or they get on these karmic wheels that never stop because they're literally taking these patternings into the next and to the next and to the next. And I know that the New Age is trying to stop this hamster on this wheel thing. So... I had one client, I'll talk about this, uh, was a gal that I did a um, very powerful, amazing woman at uh, a horse ranch where I facilitated uh, some workshops, and um, uh, Tammy Cunningham, who is an amazing shaman, you know, headed uh, this um, and facilitated this, and it was such a great opportunity, and the people I met are so amazing, and I've done two of these workshops. She had uh, a curse in her family that the men were getting shot in the back or murdered somehow. And I was able to trace this back to way back where one of her ancestors had done this to somebody else and the mother had uh, cursed the family line. And Hope, I had 56 spirits or ancestors in that room with us when we did this activation and cleared it. Wow. Literally. Wow. Uh-huh. I'll tell you, man, her, her eyes literally went green. I mean, she had dark dark brown eyes, and her eyes just, you know, changed. But not only that, not only did that get the healing, um, the the woman who actually um, did the curse got her healing. Not only was I able to help her, she was able to also get with um, Tammy, who is shamanic work, uh, who was able to free her and finish this whole big thing and the activation. And um, the woman changed, you know, it's, it's like she looked haggard, almost like a witch in spirit, you know, and it broke off. And here came this beautiful, amazing woman with long, dark hair, and she was freed also. And I guarantee you, this woman's life changed. Wow. And her family that are now the offspring will not be killed the way the forefathers were, it's like it never happened at all. You take that object out of the light, it's like the shadow was never there. Neutralization is key because neutralization is the true opposite. 
Water may put out fire, but fire does not put out water. Working with opposite elements isn't always the answer. The opposite of fire is no fire, and the opposite of water is no water. So when you seek to neutralize a pattern, then what you want to bring in is a brand new pattern of divine potential that is life-giving, that is affirmative, that is positive. And now there is the hope that, you know, her offspring or her family members, the men in her family will now be able to fulfill their lives without having to be privy to a curse that's been going on for generations. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So these type of things, and yes, it does help with addictions. But the thing we want to be very clear on, this puts tools in our belt. We still have to do the work, but it sure makes it easier. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Well, I just thought it would be interesting if our audience could just get a little taste of what it might feel like to have um, an energetic eight activation or whatever you choose to do. Sure, I can do that. Okay. We have about 16 minutes yet on the air, so. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, this is kind of new. I don't think I've done it in a group right like this, but, hey, why not? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I did ask, you know, for um, access be- before we got on the air, and I was granted that. So I'm going to um, go ahead and basically uh, I think what I'd probably like to do is get into more of the records of maybe more of a principality of the, the earth itself or for the listeners as a consciousness whole. Uh, usually when I work with an individual, I will get into your records and I will change that in the Akashic Records, and, um, and and that's where they are very powerful. And also, Hope, one of the things that is very important that when you're working with these new energies, you, um, go ahead and set them not only in this physical realm, but you want to set them in all alternate, uh, alternate dimensions um, and time frames, and you want all time frames and dimensions past, present, and future, all forms of creation and all levels of the soul because you want it in all those worlds to resonate out. And that's just something that I just want to remind folks that we're not just in this one dimension. We're working in multi-dimensional fractions all the time. So let's see what I can do here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to access the consciousness and only the listeners tonight. But the listeners that will be downloading the show, Hope, and I'm just, um, and I know I can see the fleets out there, and I can see them bringing in (laughs) even more uh, fleets so that they knew this was going to happen. So let me um, get positioned here. And I'm actually going to kind of call out the numbers the way I do them. And um, let's see what happens. And I will just bring in kind of a basic eight. Just bring in that eight manifestation into the consciousness. Okay. And we want to thank the Senate guys and masters that were helping us with this activation. And as we enter the realm of spirit... I ask for access to the consciousness as a whole. 
listeners, and it is granted. Thank you. Okay. And here we go. One divided by nine equals one 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 one. Divided by nine equals one two three four five six seven nine. I'm going to go to divine 72. 7 plus 2 equals 9 times 8 equals 72. Divided by 9 equals 8 divided by 72 equals 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1. 44, 4 plus 4 equals 8 times 9 equals 72. Divided by 12 equals 6. Plus 2 equals 8 times 9 equals 72. Divided by 9 equals 8 divided by 72 is 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1. 33. 3 plus 3 equals 6 times 12 equals 72. 72 divided by 2 is 36. 3 plus 6 equals 9 times 8 equals 72. Divided by 9 equals 8, divided by 72 is 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1. Integrate, inactivate, inner looping sequence into the consciousness. And 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Integrate, inactivate. Spin all master cells, past, present, and future, all time frames, and all levels of the soul, in all bodies, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, ethereally, and all translucent bodies now. Integrate and activate interlooping sequence 1111111. I am frequency. I'm just going to do a tone here. And we want to thank these Senate guys and masters for being present for this great honor and this miracle of activation and spirit of the eight and the divine potential and to the consciousness of our listeners and to their ethereal, translucent, and spiritual bodies, we thank you, and to their physical bodies. And we ask that we recur these changes on this date, March 31st, 2015, in the records, past, present, in the Akashic Records, past, present, and future, for not only our listeners tonight, but for all who are future listeners who have downloaded the show. And we thank you, we thank you that we have brought this great manifestation to help awaken the consciousness of these amazing and great beings. We thank you. Amen, amen, amen. 
she contacts all of the people who I get on this show, and she's the one who sends it all up and signs it all up. So I thank you for helping me. So once again, Shirley, I thank you for joining me tonight on this great program. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. And uh, I do want to add real quick, Hope, that there are different levels to these activations. So just because you get it doesn't mean you can't keep getting them and going up. <laughs> so. Yes. Yes, that's a reminder to everybody is that every time you get an activation, it goes up and up and up and up. So it's um, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Back, take something out, you know, perhaps you can energetically, you know, get to a particular number and then we can activate you higher the next time. So it's not like you stop there and that's what's so cool about these. So Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you, thank you. And I want to let everybody know that on our next program on – uh, in April, we will be having the famous and very well-known Mark Anthony, who is known by many as the Psychic Lawyer. In fact, you, Shirley, um, directed him our way, and so I thank you for that. It will be another fascinating program that will be awaiting he's, you. He's amazing. You're going to love him. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sending him our way, sending him our way. So until we meet again, I greet you all with my heart wide open, and I namaste, namaste, namaste you all. Thank you again. Join me next month. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true.